I'm a podcast. You're a podcast. <laughs> What's an X-Man? What is an X-Man? So, hi, Fi. Welcome to Fi by the Sword, your your weekly Fi, uh, 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 you know, torture session. Yeah, it's time for the How are you doing? 4 p.m. dick smashing. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing okay. How are you feeling about this week? Uh... My my overall assessment of these three issues is could have been better. Maybe if this was a nine part series, it would have been a bit better. Cut some of the uh, chaff out. Yeah, cut some of the fat off, and also like, oh man, you can feel, you can really feel like the nineties are coming. Yeah. And you can really feel, like, like there's a different uh, penciler. Like, it's not Alan Davis, so I'd like two of these, two of these issues, I think. Uh, and you, all three of them. All three of them, right. Uh, I wasn't sure for the Demon Druid uh, one or not. But the other two are, you, are for sure, and boy, boy does it show. <laughs> hey, don't worry. You're going to get two more Alan Davises. God. And then you'll get a, some more Alan Davises at issue 42 onward. Yippee. I, I missed them already. <laughs> like, I'm going to get into it when we get into the actual issues, because we got, like, this one before that to really, like, talk yeah. about it. But, like, boy, the, the, the art quality change is so fucking rough. Um, really, really does a number to everyone's designs. Um, First, we have a fill-in issue. Yeah. This is one of the most, like, generically crappy cover, like, premises mm. of all time. Where it's just, two characters are fighting. Like, uh-oh, the girlies are fighting. It's, read to find out why. And of course, like, if you're, like, versed in this concept of super dickery, uh, like, the idea of using covers to sell issues, that, like, the actual context in the comic is gonna be nothing that's related to what the fuck happens on the no. issue, the cover. This is, like, a little bit more, like, actually it's a thing happening in it, but it's such a, like, brief amount of the comic. Yeah, It's, like, two pages. They do fight, the Phoenix and Captain Britain do fight over the final fate of the Demon Druid, and it's, like, a page, yeah. two pages maybe, and every single part of that is stupid, and I hate it. Um, <laughs> should I explain to the audience what a fill-in issue is? Yeah, <laughs> explain to me what a fill-in <laughs> issue is. All right, so comics come out about monthly, sometimes more, sometimes less. Yes, but when a comic's running late, you're like, "Oh shit, we still need something to fill this, uh, fill this slot." We are literally contractually obligated to give them a comic once a month. So you find some people, you write up a really quick issue. Usually, there's usually at least one guy who's known for drawing really fast. Sometimes you have multiple pencilers, mm-hmm. multiple inkers, and multiple colorers. Yeah, the it's the ax- absolute peak of the like factory, like gristle mill. Of like yeah. comic book creation, yeah. you, you would see this a lot with Rob Liefeld. Oh, oh no, <laughs> not him, <laughs> not the harbinger of the end times. It turns out, uh, lots of hash lines, ha- hash markings take a lot of time. Mm-hmm. 
And also, he's 19 years old, and it's not always the best of time management. Yes. <laughs> Reminder, Rob Liefeld, at this current date, 19 years old. God. And is about to ruin comics for a decade. <laughs> it wasn't just Liefeld, but Liefeld definitely no. is like... Is he is the is like the the the, the um the herald of Galactus, I suppose. He he is the Stan Lee of the nineties. <laughs> oh man. Um but yeah, so they had to drum up something real quick and that's how this came to exist. Um that's that's the that's the explanation then. Yeah, that that's that's why we have this issue, which is set before the cross time caper. In the middle of the cross time caper. Yes. Making it extremely confusing. Confusing just sort of in general. Uh, doesn't fit anywhere in the timeline. And is also just kind of... I don't want to say bad. Uh, I just want to say that it's like... Pretty softly written. I... I- I'll go as far as saying it's bad, just because it's it's the worst kind of bad. It's just kind of boring. It's boring, but it's like frustrating. Like I guess where like it tears into the bad for me is there's a part in it that I really liked, and then it doesn't mm. go anywhere. Yeah. It's not what the comic is about, and it's like frustrating. Um, but I guess we should actually just talk about what happens in this issue so we can get past it. I suppose. Yes. All right. Start out. There's the worst kind of tourist, American tourist. <laughs> and Edinburgh Castle. Yeah, they they uh, climbed up King Arthur's seat, which is a, a you know, a plateau to get some pictures. Then as always happens, uh you know, there's an earthquake in the UK. Yes, well known for its earthquakes in the UK. And they get turned into stone pillars of a of a portal device. Yeah, and I guess just die effectively? Yeah. <laughs> Well, they are American tourists. Yeah, so we don't fair. we don't have to care. <laughs> we cared more about those American dinosaur tourists than we did about these <laughs> yeah. ones. Yeah, the American dinosaur tourists are at least fun. I really want to see them just walking around in some later <laughs> panels. Like, I want that. I want there to be an unbroken continuity of these dinosaur tourists. I I don't know if they ever go back. What up? They could still be there. What up? In the modern Marvel. Oh God! In the same way that I wish that this, I wish that comic books had the stones to just go fuck it. Kitty Pride is a werewolf now. That this is the other thing that I want badly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's these two things in specific. What if What if Alien Nation was about these dinosaurs? <laughs> Pulling out the oldest references I can. Um. Anyways, the most generic yeah. character I've ever seen in a comic book appears. Okay, this is the demon druid. He is. A, He's shown up. This once is, before. This is a he-man ass. Like we have the mold, and we're just using different colored plastic <laughs> ass look and design. Like he looks like the like. Skeletor mold to Brian's like action figure. <laughs> yes, yes, that is perfect. Uh, all right. Should I explain what a a, a demon druid yes, is? Yes, hit me with it. And why does he have like the EU on his shirt? <laughs> all right. So, uh, he's the last Cree Eternal who was mistaken by a god <laughs> by the ancient druids, <laughs> and then was I shouldn't have drank my tea. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I guess that explains why he's blue. Yeah. Yeah, the, the he's one of the, the the he's one of the peaceful blue Cree. And one of the last of the Cree Eternals. Because remember, there's Eternals and Deviants who are created by the Celestials who who are the big robot men. Yes. One one that looks like a coffee can. Like the the, the most Kirby of Kirby <laughs> designs. They're beautiful, they are my children, I love them. Yes. And yeah, <laughs> they called so... they called Robot Man a bitch. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> and what are the, they were correct. That was one of the best moments in next week. <laughs> so yeah, he gets uh, tra- trapped by the evil deviant Tartarus and made to go to sleep in the earth. Then Thor wakes him up by accident and pretty much the exact same plot of this issue happens. It, get, so he goes on a portal and then he comes back to Earth. <laughs> As you do. Because it was the wrong portal. And later on, at, at, after the end of this comic, he will return to the Kree Empire's capital, get renamed Ultimus, join the Star Force, and that's kind of it. And he's just kind of in the Star Force. It's just- also, his, his real name is Ard Khan. Ard Khan. What a what a dog shit bit of comic book <laughs> continuity that is. Yeah, just it just crosses so many lines for no min- no reason. Yeah, it's so much bullshit that's just happening because fuck you. Um, and now he's here in England. Um, and like, man, I wish this comic was better. That's why I think it's a bad comic because I wish it was better. Because the next yeah. thing happens is actually great. It's a fantastic yeah. little short story that's just snuck in this random uh, filler comic. Yeah, yeah. The, the part that isn't just rehashing the Thor comic is is good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's Megan, and her face looks like a horrible garish monster mask, like like mm. a literal Halloween mask. Because uh, she is experiencing uh, a massive bout of, like, body dysmorphia. Which, like, has got to suck. Because, like, her state of mind, cl- like, is, like, a requirement for her to, like, look normal. And, like, or not normal, or, like, look the way that she does. So that, like, that means if she's in a bad state of mind, it's only compounded by the fact that, like, that she now looks the way she feels. Um, yeah, if, if she starts feeling bad, she no longer is a, a hot white lady. <laughs> Like, it's silly, like, it's, it's, that's, like, literally what it is, but it's also one of those things where it does, it's, it does mean, it means this, this is a little bit more than it is. Yeah, um, yeah it, it, it means that your body dysmorphia is real, mm-hmm. and that is a fucked up thought. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a thing where, like, like, her, like, attractiveness is a really, like, important thing to her, because it's, like... She is a very, very, like, de- codependent person on Brian and f- seems to feel that her the only reason why Brian cares about her is because she's attractive. So it's like it's a further compounding problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but she is having uh, a bad uh, mental health day because uh, Brian is sleeping around <laughs> and just being the worst in general. Um. Uh, and, like, uh, Kurt is, like, trying to, like, get her to, like, see reason and calm down. Uh, and, like, 
Normally I complain about Kurt's nice guyism stuff because it feels a little too creepy and flirting. But like I actually genuinely love this scene because it does feel a lot more like Kurt like actually just trying to be a friend to her and trying to like get her to not like destroy herself over Brian. Yeah. For for once Kurt guy is not nice guy TM, he's just nice guy. Yeah, he's just a regular nice guy. Um and she, he's he's trying to get her to see reason, uh, and she just won't have it because her she's so dependent on uh Brian to function. Um and uh it is uh just just not working out. Yeah. Yeah, she's swapping constantly between different, like, yeah, dysmorphic states from, like, the horrible monster to being, you know, fat to being, uh... <laughs> being a wolverine? Being a wolverine with a hunchback. Mm-hmm. Which is a lot like a wolverine. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. Like, I, lo- I really, really love this one, like, like, uh, comic book, uh... Uh, this one, this one uh, page of this, especially, because uh, you know she's she she is just in that mental state of taking everything the wrong way. Because Kurt's trying to go like it's not about beauty, it's about inner beauty. And he's like, oh, you think I'm ugly? Then he's like, that's not what I said. You gotta like, you gotta <laughs> listen to me. Like I'm trying to help you here. Um, <laughs> what do you know about what would a man would find attractive when you're nothing but a monster yourself? Yeah, that shit Let fucking has just ruined me. Like, I had such an emotional <laughs> moment here when, like, she, like, he's trying to get her to come, so she lashes out and is like, well, what do you know about it? You're just a fucking ugly blue elf. And it's like, and, like, it's in a, like, these last two p- parts of this, like, page are amazing because, like, she immediately, like, darts off and she can't, like, because she can't deal with, like, the horrible thing that she just said. And she's like, you know, I can't be around him because I'll just say worse things and I need to be somewhere else now. And, mm-hmm. like, the last little bit of it's the thing that really got to me. Because, like, Kurt always comes across as, like, so, like, sort of self-assured in his, like, appearance. And, like, uh, you know, his, his like, his, you know, he's flirting all the time. He hits on yeah. women all the time. Like, he had a bunch of blue women want to sleep with him. Uh, he made it with the dirty pair. Like, he just seems like a guy who's, like, really, really confident in his own appearance. He, he, he fucked an evil queen of the world. <laughs> it won't be the last time. <laughs> I, like, and so he just seems like a guy that, like, you know, like, despite the fact that he's a blue elf and he looks like a demon man, like, he is really confident in his own, like, appearance. But, like, there is obviously an element to it of, like, well, I'm also, like, a monster hated by the world around me. But, you know, when he's around friends and stuff, he doesn't have to feel that way. And having, like, mm-hmm. Megan, who's a, a trusted friend and someone he also has, like, a physical attraction to, like, hitting what feels like a sore spot. Like, it really it really hit me because this last, like, panel, he's just this small little man in the middle of the the the, 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 the panel uh, looking unbelievably hurt. And, like, his, like, internal dialogue, like, reads to me, like, um... Like a sort of like recitation kind of thing, like a, like a, you know, trying to convince yourself of something you don't really believe or like. Oh yeah. Uh, it just it really got to me because she's like she was just upset. She didn't mean it. People say things they don't mean when they're upset, which just doesn't come across as like confident. It just sounds like he's like trying to convince himself of the thing because it's because it, yeah, like he knows that Megan doesn't mean it, but she's hurt. So she's saying things that she doesn't mean, but it's, like, hard to get out of that, like, emotional moment. 
Uh, especially because, yeah. like, when she yells at him, he, like, rears back from it. Like, it, it seems like it's a really, like, emotional response that, like, yeah. moves past he, his own ego and his own protective mental armor. Yeah, he rears back so much he has speed lines. Yeah, it's like, it's, I don't know, it's like, it's it's just a moment that really got me. Because yeah, it, it just... It's a good moment. It, it's just like, oh, man, Kurt. Like, I don't... Like, it's, it, like I said, this character doesn't usually feel like he has... I don't want to say depth, but it's just like, this just does, like... This normally would be the kind of thing that would bug him, but it's obviously a thing that, like, yeah, it's a person he's, he has a crush on, and, like, also is a dear friend. Like, that probably hurt him a lot, actually. But he also can't just turn it to be about him, either. I don't know, it's, it's a good sit. It's an amazing bit of, like, emotionally mature and adult and melodramatic writing in what is a really painfully boring comic, otherwise. And we get another page and a half of melodrama, but this time it's it's Brian going out with his ex. Yeah. Who is putting on every move. Well, it's okay. She's not technically his ex because his ex is a, is a smear on the floor of her apartment. Yeah, this is still, this is Opal Lunar Saturnine still. Well, let, let's just, let's call the good version Opal Lunar and the bad version Saturnine. Yeah, Sat R9. Uh, Set R nine. Yeah, and you know it's uh, Megan gets to see them on the with the worst sort of like them being together and being emotionally distraught and just kind of having to fly off. Um, mm. and then the rest of the comic isn't very good and it's almost not worth talking about. Yeah, uh, we we get a Godzilla reference. Uh, the blue guy is trying to go make some. Uh, keeps making stone hinges. I like. I kind of like the through line of how we get here. Because she's like, well, uh, like she she's like clearly trying to like offset and put her feelings away and like trying to like put them into something more productive. And she already feels like a monster. So she turns into a big Godzilla so she can fight this droid. And it's clear that like this is a way to get to not have to think about her feelings and how hard she is if she just gets to beat up a big blue man. It's one of the things that comics are like uniquely good at is having characters uh, like not deal with their emotional baggage by beating up Magneto instead. <laughs> yes. Also, I think Marvel at this at this current date had the Godzilla license, so that's just Godzilla. <laughs> she just turned into Godzilla TM. I feel like she, like, I think she, like, 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 uh, it's just funny to think about that, the idea that Megan watched, like, Godzilla movies. Um. Well, we know she watches lots of TV. Yes. Like Dynasty, which is just funny, <laughs> and royal weddings for like non-British royalty. Yeah, fucking Courtney and or uh, Saturnine and fucking Brian are just kind of in, in like hanging out, being schmoozing. Yeah. Um, she's she's getting into her nighty, and he's still just in his suit and tie. Yeah, because you, you see, she's an evil seductress, as you can see. Also, we just get this random, like, <laughs> the witchy by the castle thing. Yeah. Of, of just, like, I, I'm pretty sure this is a reference. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know why they're, like, dressed up to go out, or at least Rachel is. Um, well, they were going to go out, and they were like, okay, let's try this this place, and it's just like... Everything is set up like this is a reference either Chris Claremont or Alan Davis wanted to get in. And I don't know what to what. Yeah. 
utterly confusing. Um, uh, I I don't know. I don't even feel like the rest of this comic's barely worth talking about. Yeah, like they fight the big druid. The druid turns Megan into a stat into a, another stone hinge pillar. Um. Uh, Kitty tries to phase through him, try and do something, doesn't work. Makes them both yell, and that's how she learns what he's trying to do. Yeah, the rest of this plot's fucking stupid. It is. <clears throat> we get another scene that it feels like just like a repeat of like issue like three or whatever, where like they're all crowding Brian because they're like, "Hey, we're, like, what the fuck's going on with you, Brian?" And Brian's like, "Shut up! I need my space." Yeah. Although Brian does get to show off that he is smart and has a it uh, 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 is an astrophysics degree as he helps Kitty yeah make the widget device. I do like that part a little bit, but I wish there was more of it because, like, I don't like I don't know I I I like the Kitty and and Brian's kind of weird like like how do you do fellow kid. Uh, mm-hmm. like sort of like they they have like a sort of weird platonic relationship going on, yeah. like that, like that I like. He's, he's, they he's bond. trying to he's trying so hard to be with it with the use. Yeah, and but and they do have a weird way to bond. Like you know, she's a huge nerd that's into who does machines. Uh, he's a fucking d- doctor of astrophysics. <laughs> he's another huge nerd. <laughs> But he never gets to be into machines because his muscles are too big. Uh, they can no longer fit into machines. I got jump scared by like looking at his Wikipedia page and it's saying Doctor Brian Braddock. It's like, <laughs> yeah, he's got a doctorate. But like, I don't know. Like, I wish there was more of that. Oh, like, like, yeah. like, Brian doesn't seem like he's a good. He's not, he doesn't look like he's a good emotional person. But like, I do like him and ha- and Kitty having something to bond over. It's cute. Um, it's a nice little weird, like, relationship thing. Um, and I just wish... And we get a... Oh, good. I just wish there was more of it, that's all. Yeah. It would be nice if there was more. Instead, we have a weird, weird cool imagery of what if we turned, uh, cooling stacks of a nuclear power plant into Stonehenge? Yeah. That part's really cool. It's just, like, not a... Not, nothing about this is cool otherwise, though. <laughs> like, it feels like they, like, ran out of time. It's like, oh, shit, I guess we just gotta wrap this up. Yeah. Yeah. We get our fight that the title says. It's exactly like we expected. Yeah. It's, it's a page. Yeah. Of just, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 just Phoenix knocks him down and says, hey, cool off. The end. Yeah, it's a dumb thing where, like, Brian's going in half-cocked as he does. Phoenix has figured out what Kitty Pride's plan is, and Kitty Pride's plan involved, like... When she went to the druid man, she like figured out what he was doing. Um, so they he just wanted to go home, so they just used witch to make a portal to send him home. Yeah. It it was all just a big stupid misunderstanding that didn't fucking matter at all. And it screws up the timeline because now they know that widget makes portals before they know widget makes portals. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yes, let's move on to Crusader X. Oh, man. Can we go back? <laughs> uh, like, okay, like, I I, 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 get, I, I gotta complain about, like, the art up front. I'm sure... Yeah, go ahead. 
I'm sure Chris Wozniak and uh, is is a decent penciler, and uh, Al Milgram is a decent inker. But like, like I don't know, the art shift is so substantial yeah. that like it just makes everything look bad in comparison. It's really hard to follow up Alan Davis ever. Yes, that like that is unfair of me to some degree. That it's like it's just this like how do you like it's how do you how do you follow that opening act. But there's also just, like, a difference in, like, tone in the way that a mm. lot of, like, things are drawn. Everything just feels a lot meaner, I guess, is the, the way that I'm, yeah. like, I want to put it. It it It's very clear that they are not on the same wavelength, uh, Claremont and them aren't on the same wavelength. Yeah, like, this as... is this is the kind of, like, art I would... Like, I complain about when it comes to, like, comic books where everyone just seems like they're kind of, like, an asshole and everyone looks, like, way, like, meaner and tougher. And there's a lot more blood and, like, just sort oh, of yeah. general violence. Like, we'll get into it when we talk about the Shadow King, but there's, like, a lot of, like, general disaffected violence against women. Like, women are very objects in this uh, comic book. And, like, you could almost squint and kind of try to make a point out of that. But it does have a, a lot of the problem of you're also just doing the thing. Like, yeah. they're just doing the thing of, like, women are disposable objects that get, like, beaten in a bunch of panels. And there's a lot of a lot of blood that didn't previously appear. Um, And it's just... Very 90s blood, too. Yeah, it's just kind of characters are bleeding because, like, that's what's... That that's that the the violence makes it more realistic kind of uh, stuff, uh, and I don't know. It just it's just just like it's it's not just about the sheer like the actual physical lines that are drawn. It's just something about the like way things are carried, and the comic just feels so much meaner and like I don't know. Like <clears throat> like Scholar up to this point have been a kind of pretty goofy fun romp with some melodrama in between scenes. Mm -hmm. uh, and this just feels like a pretty big tonal shift and it was like really really hard not to take me out of it also just let, like this 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 universe's gimmick was like kind of confusing and hard to understand for me yeah um so like my best guess is that this is like a reality in which like America never won its independence. Yeah, America has never been independent in this reality, so the 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 UK is still, you know, uh, Pax Britannia. Yeah, and like in more in general, like superheroes are a lot more like nationalistic. Yeah, and, and also evidently no nobody everybody still has a uh, has a uh, kings and queens. Yeah, and kaisers. I feel like this just wasn't explained very well or like it just yeah. wasn't like they did like as much as I complained about those those scenes where they literally sat down and explained the plot that that might have helped here because they just don't do a good job. Uh, everything just is kind of like shifted a little bit to the left in a lot of little small ways. Mm. And that just doesn't that makes for a very confusing reading experience. But yeah, introducing Crusader X. Um which is uh, the lamest Brian Braddock uh, design so far by a far yeah. margin. And it's lame for a very specific reason. 
how do we make Brian Braddock a Native American? Is that what it fucking is? Yeah, he's yeah that that that's that's the reason that's the big thing in this these two issues. I didn't. Is he, I oh that expl. Okay, I didn't catch that at all. I yeah now that explains why he has magic tracking powers. I yeah, I missed that. At I was all. gonna. Yeah, I was gonna bring that up when that came up. Oh my god, I just didn't get that at all. I I I was like, why is he wearing the rawhide? Like that's like, and then it yeah dawned on me. Like I I complained about this previously. Rawhide straps always means that they're indigenous. That's just how comic books work. And and unless <laughs> it's Rachel Summers in her cool jacket. Yeah, fucking ah, I didn't get that at all. I'm so sorry to have you get sidelined on call with this. Oh, that's rough. On the pod. We get little, like, other little small things in this alternate uh, dimension uh, where uh, <clears throat> the uh, uh, Alistair and Alessande uh, Stewart's, their, like, roles are reversed. So mm-hmm. uh, Alistair is a brigadier and his twin sister is the scientist instead. Uh, a detail that doesn't fucking matter, but I'm just, like, it's one of the things that are different here. Also, man, do they, like, draw on Captain Britain's ass. It's weird. <laughs> I mean, hey, I guess, but, like, it's something for the ladies. Um, but, like, I, I had such a hard time, like, with this. Like, I don't know if it's just, it's also just something of, like, the fault of, like, the, like, layouts and, like, the, the, the actual, like, um lettering or something like that but i found this just a lot harder to read um but i think it's also just because of the general confusion of like what's the gimmicks of this dimension and i guess this is the dimension that uh or no like uh kitty's in like normal uh earth right like yeah and everybody else is in somewhere else yeah, we'll 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 have to get into what happens with Kitty. Yeah, she's okay. But yeah, to 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 finish up the little Brian start. Yeah, you got you're I, gonna have to help me here because it's actually yeah. really hard. Yeah, that he gets called to uh, come look at this weird Nazi train that's got a dragon inside of it that's full that has been left behind, and him and the CID. Star translator note: Criminal Investigation Division of Scotland Yard. Thanks, Terry. And the Weird Happenings Organization are all looking into it. Die Thomas is still an asshole. Yep. And they make a bunch of references to all the all the weird outfits that uh everybody's been wearing in uh in Excalibur. Mm-hmm. And then he goes off to track uh, the Kaiser's agent, Nightcrawler. Yeah, he uses One of his... the Imperial Persia's precious agents. Yeah, I was going to complain about that as well. Yeah. I, I, I'm begging you. I'm begging you, comic books. Like, think about the characters that you're doing. Because, like, the thing that we get told about it is he was personally trained by Red Skull. You know, the Nazi. Yeah, yeah the literal Nazi. Um. <laughs> the yeah. the Nazi that exists because they thought drawing Hitler was too gauche. Yeah. Um, not not because they didn't want to draw Hitler, but because they were like, look, we we've been going a bit hard on this Hitler thing. Let's 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 have a, another guy too. 
Yeah, it's it's fucking. I just like. I hate. I hate. I. It just. 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 A, just totally. See. See previous episode where I complained about when they made them the Nazis before. Yes. Just copy paste that my exact same fucking complaints <laughs> from there. It just sucks. Yeah. But then, uh, uh, Crusader X uses his tracking powers, which are not a power that Captain Britain has. Oh, uh, yeah, but because of course he has Native American tracking power magic. Yes. Uh, yeah, that makes way more sense now because I'm like, wait, can, because my thought was like, is this one of those things where like Brian could do this but didn't ever try? Because comic book do, do that all the time as a justification for like why they make a character have new powers. So I I I just that's what I thought was happening here, but fool that I am, I forgot about I, I forgot about Native American tracking powers. <laughs> ah, fuck. Well, they don't make it really obvious he's a Native American till later. God. But yeah, then we go back to Earth six one six, and uh, I turns out uh. Kitty got stripped and put in different clothes by uh, Saturnine. Yeah. And she's just, you know, Saturnine somehow remembers Brian's house and all the memories she had with Brian here. And it's very confusing. Yes. We, there's a lot of uh, Kitty grieving uh, her teammates again. Uh, <clears throat> she's got new teammates to grieve. This is the only plot point Kitty's allowed to have, I guess. <laughs> she just keeps having to. She keeps having teammates just have problems, like dying. K- Kitty, Kitty is uh, two uh, plot points: is that she's intangible and that's tragic, and all of her teammates keep dying and that's tragic, and that's all she's allowed yes. to have. Uh, Look, some sometimes she's Jewish, and sometimes she's too Jewish. I don't know. Like the thing about it though is, I do kind of like the outrage of her like having this breakdown because. Like, reading into, like, giving it too much credit, I like the, like, again, the thing that I think comic books are really good at are, um, I'm refusing to talk about my emotional problems by complaining about a different thing or fighting Magneto, and, like, complaining about her dumb powers not working and making her intangible, making her feel like a, like a, a dead person who's somehow alive, that being tied to her depression and grief over her lost teammates is cool like yeah. but i think i'm maybe giving that like a little bit too much credit i, I don't know I, I agree with you all the all the kitty stuff is good in this yeah all the saturnine courtney ross stuff um i'm like y'all did y'all forget yeah that the, the, these are two different characters i think you did. is there something you're not going to explain <laughs> this is something i'm about to be really angry about <laughs> but yeah the kitty stuff is good i think like my i guess my complaint about it is just that like this has just been her character the whole fucking comic book. But it was just about different characters previously. Yeah. It just feels like a, an emotional reset that's hackneyed because we've just done this already. Um uh, But meanwhile, mm-hmm. Xavier's school of gifted youngsters. Yes. Instead of being outside of New York City, now it's outside of London. <laughs> I don't know. I still, There's, I still insist that Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters 
is in downtown Oshawa, Ontario. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> as long as it's a giant mansion or a castle. As long as it's way too rich. God, does the place look rich in this, too. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> uh, everyone's... Okay, like, I, I noticed that, like, with a lot of Jean Grey here... Like everyone is so thumb shaped, which was like a, which yeah. has always been a big uh, critique I make about comic books, especially as we enter the nineties. It's just everyone becomes really, really thumb shaped. It's just yeah. like everyone like forgot how to draw faces. Heads just become rectangles. Yeah, it's it's this it's like and then, you know like the life felt just gets even worse of it of like this like this horrible abstraction of like okay we can't draw characters looking too like round because it's like not cool enough it's not comic book enough so everyone just gets maximally rectangular mm-hmm. um fucking... so what's going on is uh a re- retelling of the phoenix saga yeah i was gonna much? say like a speed run of the phoenix saga <laughs> yes she's she's that the the mastermind is making her realize uh, have images of being you know a hot Victorian lady who's who's got a hot Victorian husband who's evil, and she's evil too. She's the Shadow Queen. Yes, because the Hellfire Club's here. Of course, you can't go to the Hellfire Club. Look, and you've got to dress in weird like fishnets, yeah, bodice and every and cape. As to we all be know, if you're evil, you have to be into bondage. That's just <laughs> there's definitely no issues with the fact that uh, when you portray when you want to portray a, char- a character, especially a woman, as being villainous, you, your only direction you go is more sexualized. Yeah, very specifically, women. Magneto never had to wear fishnet. <laughs> he should have. He should have put that ninety-year-old in fishnet. <laughs> God, imagine if the movie Magneto wore fishnet. It would be great. Uh, we would. We, we as a society so never would have recovered. <laughs> um, I, I wish I liked Rachel's outfit in this. Like, it's it's compelling in its shapes. It just isn't drawn very well. Yeah. Like, it has gigantic shoulder pads that just kind of don't work. And, like, the yeah. actual, like, arms of it are kind of, like, um... You know, the, like, the like the samurai, like, slat armor? Yeah, the, 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 uh, the... Not plated mail, plated mail, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, overlapping plates. Yeah. It's like that, but, like, for, like, sleeves... I don't know. It's just, it's one of those things where it's like, it's just, it's got shapes in the wrong ways. Yeah. And is like giving me horrible portents to her, like, outfits I've seen Rachel in that, like, suck so much worse that kind of look like this. Yeah. If you gave this outfit one more pass, it would be good. Yeah. It's just, it's like no one knew how to draw, like, a jacket in, in comic books for a while. Just, it just became a thing people lost the ability to draw. <laughs> We we lost Alan Davis, so we lost the ability to draw cool jackets. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everybody's hiding out in this you know random abandoned place with a pyramid in it. Yeah, it's got a pyramid in it. Well, it's still the British Empire. They didn't steal stuff. <laughs> it's a random. St- no, we, just, we couldn't. We couldn't. We couldn't keep putting them in the British museums. So we just have this warehouse. <laughs> 
Jesus. We ran out of room in the British Museum. Yeah, I don't know. The the fucking but, facial expressions are just so weak. Yeah. Uh in this in this issue, they're just trying to do dramatic shots and unable to. Yeah. I I give them an A for effort and and a, a C for execution. But yeah, this whole thing is like Jean Grey's in danger and uh Rachel is like I want to go I need to save my my this dimensions version of my mama. Yep, because I haven't worked. It hasn't worked out so far, but this time it'll definitely work out. <laughs> I got a good feeling about this one. Also, we can't really be heroes if we hear someone crying out in 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 need of help and we just ignore it because um, it would it would bother us. We've explained the Hellfire Club before, right? We have. Yeah, but yeah, a really brief, really really quick recap. Hellfire Club. It's um like the fucked up uh, rich person like. Bacchanal, like hedonism club, but also uh, sometimes mutants. Yeah, the the mutants are in charge of it. Yeah, and they're like fucked up mutants. Except this time, because the Shadow King is in charge, and he's not a mutant. Uh, okay, I need to talk about before we explain who is a what is a Shadow King. I just need to like complain about his like introductory panel. Because it's oh, just, God, yeah. it sucks. Like, again, like, there's just this kind of, like, like, Pegasus-like quality to the violence against women. Where, like, the women are all sexualized, but, like, I guess that's, is that Emma Frost? Or just, I don't Yeah, know, that's Emma Frost. She is, like, visibly, like, weeping and beaten in chains. Like, you didn't need to do all of those things. The character could just be in a net, like, in a chain. With the Shadow King, and you'd yes. be like, yeah, I get it. It's fucked up. Slavery's bad. But, like, going that extra mile always just feels so fucking creepy. Like, yeah. like not to get too dense into it, but, like, it's hard to explain the difference between, like, the playful uh, sexuality of a previous issue where, uh, like, fucking... Claremont is like chained to a desk and a bunch of like busty attractive women in lingerie are like standing around him is like I find that acceptable because it's just like funny and horny but it's not like mm -hmm. creepy or violent versus yeah, it, this it, yeah one is drawn where everybody's having fun but yeah. it's just a bit a, a bit of silliness light silliness and this is no uh we're gonna do the lustful Turk here. Yeah, like what? Like the thing about it is, in in a really broad sense, both of these things are kind of sexist. But like one of them is just like whatever, sex woman. This is like a creepy. Yeah, like it's got this level of violence to it. And yeah, like also the Shadow King is um wearing a fez hat, which means a very specific thing. <laughs> at the yeah, time. he he is he 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 is from Turkey originally this body he is very much the the lustful turk yeah there there is a kind of like we talked about before that there's kinds of like eras of middle eastern racism that we don't really experience anymore because we found new and interesting forms yeah. of middle eastern racism um yeah this is a specific brand that definitely died out in 2001 yeah some kind of 9-11 that i forgot happened yeah <laughs> 
but yeah, so the kind the idea of this kind of like sexual slave master Turk is like a whole fucking thing. Uh, it, Literally going back to the Ottoman Empire. Yeah, it, it. Yeah, I forgot about that. I forgot about like there's this weird like <laughs> the Ottomans were horny and evil like thing that existed. Yeah. Um. Fucking old timey racism is whack. Uh, okay, I think we have to explain what an what an what a shadow king is. Okay. All right. So he's the psychic manifestation of all evil in the human psyche. Oh, cool! So he's Bob from fucking <laughs> fucking Twin Peaks. Cool. <laughs> well, he wasn't created by a nuclear bomb, so. <sighs> but but yeah, and as like a psychic manifestation, he just swap from person to person. Yeah. The first person of note is Amal Fruk, who is. You know, the guy we see who is, you know, 600 pounds in a fez and keeping 800 women in a harem. Yeah. This is the, uh, this is like very pulp, smokes a hookah kind of racism. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we first meet him, Xavier first meets him in World War Two, where he's trying to get Britain to side with Hitler or at least stay out of war- the World War. God. Yeah, I only knew him from, like, the cartoon where he's briefly yeah. mentioned as part of, like, Storm's backstory. Yeah, I was about to get into that. So, uh, Storm, she's from Chicago, but she was in, like, uh, Cairo. And then the Six-Day War happens, and her parents get blown up, and a building collapses on her. God. And so she has to live on the streets of kind of pickpocket for the Shadow King. Which feels really so, incongruous with each other. It does. It does. <laughs> Why would the manifestation of all evil want to pickpocket in the first place? And then, and like, Xavier, like, saves her from that and, like, mind fries the, the Shadow King. And then he, and that's where he, like, you know... Years before then, and then years later, he finally you know recruits Storm to the all new, all different X Men. But yeah, as of current date in the comics, you know, nineteen ninety, Morgan McTaggart and everybody on Mirror Island is getting you know, uh, mind fucked with by the uh, Shadow King. Incredible, and it's going to be the centerpiece of a huge event. And isn't it, isn't it, it always? the event's going to get canceled? Oh man, isn't it always? Well, because Chris Claremont's going to get kicked from the Xbooks. Oh, man. Do I want to know why that happened? Is that worth, like, knowing right now, or is it, like... I mean, it, they just thought he had too much power over the Xbooks. Yeah, that maybe is true, to be honest. Um, Yeah, I always felt like the only reason why any of that stuff happened with that is just so that, like, Xavier had, like... And then, like, a guy to have to deal with that, like, his incredible uh, mind-fucking telepathy would have, like, some sort of actual conflict with. Yeah, he also, like, Chris just likes him like he likes Celine, and neither one of them really works. Yeah. So they just keep coming back. Uh, Yeah, but he's here, and he's the mastermind, and, like... He runs uh, the Hellfire Club. Yeah. Iron Man is there. <laughs> yes, I will note in the nineteen in nineteen ninety, no one give, gave a shit about Iron Man. Everybody 
thought he was a joke. Do you mean in or out of comics? Yes. <laughs> of course. I really set myself up for that one. Yeah, like, I, I, I vaguely remember, like, Iron Man kind of just being, like, a nothing character. Like, because he was, like, an action figure. Like, that he was, like, yeah. he didn't have anything going on. He was just, he was just a generically rich guy with a power suit. His one thing was that he had an alcoholism problem. Yeah. And it's, and that basically the only thing that separated him from every other generically superpowered uh, rich guy that exists in comic books, which there's a million of. It puts him on the same level as Speedy. God, it does put him on the same level as Speedy. Um, but yeah, Iron Man is here to start a uh, a, a rebellion <laughs> against the British Empire, like his father and his grandfather, his grand grandfather tried to do and failed. He's a member of the Sons of Liberty, which turned this into Metal Gear, basically. <laughs> yeah. um, Red to inform you, this happened before the, the Sons of Liberty is not just a Metal Gear thing. Yes, I know that the Sons of Liberty. <laughs> I'm not that Canadian. Uh, <laughs> look, look, you're Canadian. Not not going to assume you know every American thing. Yeah, but uh, just the fact that it was a modern day thing with Sons of Liberty as a reference just to be like yes. Metal Gear Two for me, especially because it's a guy in a power suit. Like, come on. Um, but yeah, his whole thing, his whole thing is he wants like American independence, and he'll do any fucked up shit uh, to to uh, to get that. Because uh, this Iron Man is not. I don't know. I don't think he's worse than regular Iron Man. It's maybe they're just more honest about it. <laughs> I mean, he does. He does also like, yeah, I'll fuck your sl- sex slaves. Yeah, there is so much politicking that I just cannot care about yeah. because this is a world I know we'll never see after this. Um, uh, also, Captain America exists somehow, uh, but also is not on the side of the Declaration of Independence. He's like a peacenik, it makes it sound like. Um, he wants to do this through like through regular channels. Mm. He's like the he, centrist option. He wants to do it the Canadian way. God. Just ask really nicely. <laughs> ask really nicely, and it turns out it was no longer profitable just kind of have like a random amount of like that much land. Uh, under your control with not nearly enough profit coming from it. Um, fucking yeah, I, don't know. I just I just don't care. I, I don't care about this Shadow King stuff. He's a creep. I hate it. So yeah, it's... let's go to the TF fetish stuff then. <laughs> fucking Vixen shows up again, and I guess she decided this week's uh, uh, fashion mistake was let's all just dress up like Tommy guys. Yeah, just like old-timey 1920s mobsters with Tommy guns. Yeah. Still has her sci-fi troops out in the uh, out in the woods, but her main guys to protect her have Tommy guns. Yeah. There's fucking Nigel and fucking Jamie is there. And they're like she's she's been given an offer she can't refuse. So she decides to refuse it with bullets. Unfortunately, Jamie can just say "fuck you." Your bullets don't work anymore. He has reality bending cheap powers. He like inflates somebody up into a puffball. Um, yeah, inflates Nigel into a giant puffball, which is not sexual. Don't worry about it. Do not worry about He's it. He's also blue. Don't worry about it. All the bullets get turned into Tweety birds. Yeah, 
and, and their Tommy guns to get turned into bird cages. Which is very funny. And then Vixen gets turned into a... Well, I would say a Vixen, but it's more just the little Yap Yap dog. Yeah. I thought it was a cat initially because, like, the first panel kind of looks like a cat. Even though Jamie does say, I always wanted a little doggy. But, like, I assumed he was just being nutty. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, she got turned uh, into... To a, to a horrible little old lady's dog. Yeah. And then... And Nigel got turned into her. Yeah, so she he gets all of the control of the Brit, like the his Vixen's empire, which I guess ramps up Vixen doing something in the background mm-hmm. that like never got resolved. I guess like they, I forgot about Vixen and like mm-hmm. she was doing crime stuff. Yeah. Don't worry, there'll be more of it. Okay, good because like I feel like this just feels like a kind of weak like. Eventually, we'll be back on Earth. Eventually. We've got two more issues of cross time. For now, Jamie's doing nefarious things uh, in the background as part of a broader plot. (laughs) Meanwhile, back in Crusader's dimension, uh, Wolfsbane is just a dog. Yeah. Which is a funny joke. (laughs) Yeah. And and we've got uh, good old uh, Guthrie. He's nigh invulnerable when he's uh, blasting. He's, but he's not very stealthy. It's true. So, uh, uh, Jean Grey just, you know, bops him out away. But yeah, in this universe, evidently, all of the, the X-Men and the New Mutants and X-Force are all just, you know, part of the same group and <laughs> all at the same mansion, which has not exploded. No one's dead. Everyone <laughs> actually likes each other. Yeah, so it's very weird. Unreadable. <laughs> unreadable. <laughs> it's just completely un X Men like. Yeah, we 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 robbed it of all of the things people care about over the X Men. <laughs> but unfortunately, Jean Grey is still having hallucinations. Where, oh no, I'm evil, and I killed uh, uh, Xavier and uh, Moria McTaggart. Also, the X Men are like. British elite special service yeah. members as well. I miss that beat. Yep, they're 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 part of they're part they work for the government, which has never gone wrong for the X Men ever, never ever. But she gets more hallucinations about becoming the Shadow Queen, and like, uh, I I can't keep complaining about the art, but her arms are so tiny. Uh they they just didn't <laughs> the proportions are fucked up. Her, her forearms are really, really shortened for no reason. Uh, also, I have never been a fan of the, like, when a character smiles, you don't draw any of the teeth. Or you don't, like, draw a teeth line. So it just looks like mm-hmm. one. It's it's very, like, um, like a Sunday, like, newspaper comic book, in yeah. my opinion. Or, like, a, it's very, it's very toony, which looks really, really bad on the rest of this, like, look. Uh, and it happens, I think, some a few more times where they just draw, like, the teeth as one big, like, white block like that. And it just, I don't know, it's just... <laughs> yeah, it, it, they just keep happening unless they've got weird funky fangs. They're just going to have a solid white block. Yeah. 
Teeth are hard in, in, when you're doing comic books because, like, you don't want to draw every individual tooth because it, A, takes too long, and B, looks horrifying, uh, depending on the art style. But, like, there has to be, like, a leather level of abstraction where you can still kind of tell it's teeth and not just one solid white block like that. Again, I'm complaining about stuff that you, the audience, unless you're physically <laughs> reading this comic book, cannot see. But I feel like you can understand you, what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. You, you've, we've painted a word picture. We think you you can go along with it. Yeah, fucking. Oh God. I don't know. I I feel so bad about this issue because I feel like I just don't care. I couldn't care enough to pay attention to any of the things that happen in this. Like this was nowhere like the uh, the fucking insane like uh, Kurt Wagner Warlord of Mars shit. Like. That was just insane and really fun to look at. And this is just so like this is so comic booky. Like it's it's mm-hmm. it's basically like a weird mishmashed retelling of an existing comic book storyline. So it's just really, really, really hard to care about any of it. It doesn't help you are currently rereading uh Animal Man, so you both have Alan Davis and uh Grant Morrison in your brain at the same time while reading this issue yeah it's definitely not a fair comparison (laughs) um fucking uh gene gray gets um mind killed by the shadow king yeah i think that's what's happening he like reaches into her mind and it makes blood splatter out of it um which prompts rachel to uh uh, dive off to go save her while like Crusader X shows up to where they were staying uh, in the docks it looks like mm-hmm. yeah and yeah he he's used his tracking ability to track them down Rachel you know runs off in the middle of the fight and uh, unfortunately and... this universe is Kurt uh, is an evil Nazi I guess so yeah. <laughs> Crusader X decides to try and fight this Kurt and, and Crusader X says, what if I just knock the whole building down and that'll keep this dude from from jumping around anymore? And it works. It does work pretty well. Um, yeah, and then Megan and the rest of them find where the fight happened and realize that, oh no, Kurtz got stolen. Yeah. We better go find him. Well, what about Rachel? And then Megan... It- like, does a weird, like, well, she ran on her teammate so she could take care of herself. Which, like, I don't know. I, like, just feels like really bad justification for why they're not immediately going to try and save her. But, like, I don't know. I wish this just was a bit better. Because, yeah. like, you can read into the idea that, like, Megan and Phoenix don't really like each other. But, like, that's one of those things where it's, like... While that's there, I know I'm making, like, more of a deal of it than the comic book is trying to. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I could make a justification here for the idea that, like, Megan is just being catty and, like, well, you know, she and she's very, like, you know, uh, uh, sensitive to that kind of, like, uh shit. So she's just like, well, if she's gonna be a brat about it, then whatever. But it's just, like, uh, it just... It, in the actual substance of the comic, it feels just way more of an excuse for why they're just not immediately doing anything about Rachel going missing, mm. you know, again. 
Um, anyway, uh, Rachel has to kill her mom. Yeah, that's fucking hate this scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It turns out uh, the only reason Jean Grey is being kept alive is uh, Rachel's power of the mighty Phoenix is keeping her alive. And also, uh, if she stops, the Shadow King will take over. Yeah. So she's got a she's got a mercy killer mom. Yeah. I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like I feel like I think this I I, I think the scene was a, would be a lot better if it wasn't that there was so many like qualifiers to all of this relationship where mm-hmm. it's like this is an alternate timeline so this death can't matter or like it doesn't matter like these aren't really the same care like this isn't the same Jean Grey that existed in the normal timeline and so like Rachel's complicated feelings towards her mom are being offset onto this version of Jean Grey, but at the same time, like, we know it's a fake version that this, right? Like, this seems just, this, this is a fine scene, it's just that there's just so many things in the way for me to give a shit. Because, like, there's, I really there, love the There's bit. so much comic book in the way. and Because it annoys the crap out of me, because I love the one panel where she's, like, screaming about, like, you know, you know, mom, please don't, like, don't go out on me. And Jean Grey just says, not your mom. And then in little tiny text says, wish I was. And she's, like, half passed out. Like, that makes me feel things. It's And, it, yeah. but it's, and it's what makes me so angry about it. Because it's just, like, if, if this was just normal, regular continuity, like, I'd feel so much more about this. But I, it's, it's almost as if the comic book, like, comic books are just always, like, set up in this way where it's, like, hard to care about individual moments like this. Because there's all these qualifiers that basically work like wrestling rules of, like, well, she's not actually dead. She's not, it's not actually over. It's just kind of like an alternate continuity timeline. So it doesn't really matter that any of this stuff is actually happening. Um, yeah, it, as I said, just so much comic book that's getting in the way of just making you ball your eyes out. Yeah, it's just it's annoying, I guess. Like it, it it bothers me in the way that comic books always bother me. Um It's one of the bad parts about the about being in a cross time caper is you you can do stuff like this, but also it has less effect. You know because like, they don't matter. It's not fair, I guess, because it's a comic book, but like if if we just got like a little bit of actual time of these two spending together, so you could make the case of like, well, yeah, they're obviously not actually really related because there's all this time shenanigans and stuff, but that doesn't matter because like that there's a there's an established connection. But this cops out by just saying, well, if she's Jean Grey in this universe, she's always my mom. Like they just kind of make a half-hearted statement that like no matter what, I guess the temporal genetics means that she's always going to basically be my mom is is just not as compelling as like a more found yeah. family yeah, element it, it it doesn't work as good as it does in the 616 with the other Jean Grey who is also technically not her mom yeah but like but, that, the, it, but they have much more time to build on not being her mom for sure the pain so, th- so that bit where she's like, where Rachel's like trying to call her parents and can't and keeps hanging up, like makes me feel things way more than this does. But I still think the actual literal paneling and layout and stuff is really good. Like, mm-hmm. it- it's just annoying that I have to like have to qualify this stuff and it makes me feel it less. Also, like the actual final um, panel kind of sucks, but it's just because it's a comic book thing. 
You know, like a mm. character's dead and they're in the like the the fucking was it Pieta sculpture like pose, the like yeah. carrying Jesus pose, uh, and they're like vowing revenge. Just is such a fucking generic panel. It's it's so weak because it just gets done all the fucking time in comics. So it just isn't as is it isn't as interesting as I think all of the stuff that just previously happened before it uh, either. And she's just vowing generic revenge against the Shadow King. Um, which just is whatever. It's just mm-hmm. not very interesting. Uh, well, we go from that to a not very interesting cover on the next issue. Yeah. Captain uh, Captain Britain versus Crusader X. And the winner faces Iron Man. <laughs> I was talking about wrestling earlier. That really feels like a wrestling thing. <laughs> like... Just for that, you're going toe-to-toe with The Undertaker. <laughs> it's also just a very boring cover where it's just kind of at a Dutch angle. Uh, and there's just a bunch of bubbles. Yeah. And there's no background or anything. Yeah. Very, very uninteresting. Um, But yeah, we, we cut to Nightcrawler uh, getting beaten up as an interrogation technique, which... Definitely always works. You should definitely always beat your prisoners up. They definitely won't just tell you whatever that you want to hear. Yes. Historically. Yeah. Note, that was all sarcasm. <laughs> Translator's notes. Yeah, I made all that shit up. Um, but yeah. yeah. <sighs> Die Thomas still hates superheroes. And he's yeah. got an excuse to just beat one up. Yeah, so that's what he's doing. Um, Kurt, Kurt keeps explaining I'm not even from this dimension and people are like yeah that sounds stupid that sounds made up <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a really dumb plot line uh, meanwhile uh, Crusader X um, who meets up with Archangel who's like a lady in this yeah yeah, but un- but luckily it's a lady but they don't change the Archangel outfit so it's just Lady Archangel not Archangel, who has a super sexy co- costume. <laughs> God. Also, Cable's there. Yeah, who's like the head of security for the X-Men. Yeah. It's, it's just like, like, whatever. The idea that Cable and Archangel at this time are working together and not trying to kill each other. I, like, like, Archangel's like a like an apocalypse thing, right? Yeah, uh, yes, apocalypse and Cameron Hodge. Yeah, because apocalypse likes to turn like he's he's like, well, I'm apocalypse. I have to have my four horsemen. So yep. like he turns like four mutants into like to uh apo- like the horsemen of the apocalypse mm-hmm. and and uh guy whose name I don't actually remember, Angel. Uh, is like the angel of death and all that dumb Warner shit. Worthington the third. Yeah, he's another generically insanely rich character that makes it impossible to sympathize with the X Men. <laughs> but 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 unlike most of them, that's actually his character trait of trait of being insanely rich and impossible to relate with. Yeah, um, sometimes his blood can cure AIDS. Um. <laughs> one of the AIDS, only one of the AIDS. Yeah, because other because otherwise X Men are entirely immune to AIDS. By the way, <laughs> fuck, come on, so fucking stupid. 
There's also the legacy virus, the techno-organic virus. Yeah, which are unrelated to AIDS, but are yes. like AIDS because we couldn't talk about AIDS. Literally, um, they tried to say, no, I want to do a story about AIDS, and they're like, no. Yeah. What are you, fucking Hellblazer? Get <laughs> out of here. Go to image comments with that. What do you mean it doesn't exist yet? Yeah, what the fuck's a vertigo? <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, there was a big side blast, which everybody uh, who has psychic powers was taken out. And most people who don't have psychic powers were knocked out. This is a reference to the Psy War. Oh, no, I didn't know this was a reference to something. It's another Shadow King thing. Of course. It, 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 it's just he makes a big Psy explosion and it the, he get, has to get beaten again. Yeah. Don't, don't worry about it. Yeah. Oh, man. I didn't realize that, like... Yeah, it, I guess it makes sense why, like, Brian has, like, a ponytail. Even though, like, a braid would have made more sense. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's not like anyone that's yeah. writing a Native American, Native American character in this era knows anything about that shit. Yeah. He he just looks like... He just looks like Brian with a different haircut. Yeah, it's rough. It's It's really, really rough. It's, it's, it, it's, it's, it, it really feels like I'm 16, uh, 116th Cherokee kind of shit. Yes. It's, it's, I, I don't know. I, like, there's nothing wrong with the idea of, like, wanting to recontextualize existing characters as different races, obviously. I think that they should do it more, honestly. Um, but, like, this is just such a wank way of doing it. Because it's, like... The only reference that gets made to it is that he has a special tracking ability, which in itself is like a really racist stereotype of like indigenous people in America. So hey, it, there's there's another re- reference with uh, Courtney Ross. His, I, his uh, I missed it. I guess we'll get to it in a second. Okay, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's like, it's yeah. just like, I don't know why you did th- Like, I just like, don't know why they did this. The, I mean, they've been doing it multiple times in the cross time caper with, with the British empire and making attempts. We'll call them attempts. <laughs> making attempts. Like, I don't know. I feel like the weird cheeky, like, oh, the, uh, the, like Europe was the unsettled, settled, like one is so mm-hmm. campy and like, unserious that like i can kind of buy into it as like a jokey like here's just a ridiculous world we ended up in uh thing this is i think because they spend so much more time in this one that's a lot less fun and interesting Mm -hmm. it's just and it just forces me to think about it which i don't like um (laughs) meanwhile in london in the hellfire club yeah uh uh rachel uh you know, switches up her outfit to be Jean Grey's, and no, they were just like they were just wearing the same outfit. Yeah. They they were in the previous comic. They were just wearing the exact same outfit for no good reason. True, <laughs> there was no explanation behind it. They were just both wearing exactly the same duds. It's very weird. Um. Uh, and we get to the part where uh, there's an editor's note that's a lie. What's the editor? That's a lie. Sorry. Uh, uh, that story can be found in Excalibur Special Edition numbers three and four on sale this spring and summer. Which just didn't happen. 
Yeah, it just did not happen. Also, there was not a special edition number two either. <sighs> See, I'd almost like love that though, if like like I'm sure comic books have done that before of doing fake issues that's referencing. Yeah, I think they were say trying to be like, okay, I guess Mojo uh the Mojo issue was special edition two. But it was going to explain what this whole thing about her uh, having her encounter with the Shadow King and her stuff with Mojo and Mojoverse. Mm-hmm. But that never happened. So, I mean, I think it happened in like 95 or like 99 or something. Mm-hmm. But did not happen in, 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 in spring or summer of 1990. So instead, we just get this weird dream imagery. Yeah. And her being scared. which Her remembering things that happened before. <laughs> Remember the Mojo stuff? But hey, speaking of Mojo stuff, what if there was legal action to make the werewolves out of, take the werewolves out of the zoo because they are, they are legally human? Yeah, they're people. What if they're people who do bits? What if they were people? Yeah, it is admittedly like a funny thing to like think about that they just they sent them to the zoo. <laughs> you live in the zoo now. And also we have a little kid who's like giving the thumbs up to the other werewolves. Talking about how, hey, we don't die the same way you do. Oh no, that kid's dead. Yeah. A kid has a skin suit. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, fucking... I was worried we are going to have to think about werewolves again. Yeah. Yeah, this is... Yep, and now back to uh, the, the the Courtney Ross that looks a lot like Kitty Pride. Yeah, fucking... Uh, it, like I said, there's just so much stuff that happens in these issues that's like really, really hard to tell what's going on. Um, some things they're mixing up just like for the hell of it, so it just feels weird. Yeah, but yeah, they but save, yeah, they save a, the, a a Kitty Pride that turns into actually be Courtney Ross. They just yep from from a group of racists who are beating her up because she's married married a Native American. Yeah, which is I guess <laughs> I guess. I don't know. There, I don't want to unpack uh, a Courtney Ross that looks like Kitty Pride being married to uh, to Brian in this universe. There's just there's there's just not. It's not worth it. <laughs> Brian does turn a van into a sphere, and that is funny. <laughs> uh, that part's funny. The rest of it, again, we just cannot talk about how fucked up that is. We are both incredibly white, I regret to inform our listeners. Yeah. Um, I don't even mean the, like, the, the like, that part. I meant the, uh, a Courtney Ross that looks like Kitty Pride is just, like, I don't That know. is also, yeah. I just, that's just part that just, just, this doesn't, and, and I, again, is married to Brian in this universe. There's just a lot to unpack there. <laughs> so let's just throw it all away. Yeah, let's just move on from that. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> Back to the Hellfire Club. Uh, 
Rachel's about to enact the plan to kill all of the monarchs gathered for the world summit. Yeah. And that's all you need to know for that. And and now uh, Nightcrawler gets to be a a cool, smooth guy. He smoozes on the Brigadier, who is, again, a professor in this universe. Um, Try and convince her that, like, hey, I'm not the, the dude um and like it tries to prove it by using his nightcrawler powers yeah he proves it by saying look i could have t- i could have like run away at any time also you should probably look out for for my doppelganger being able to do this yeah but luckily brian's there to save him yeah <laughs> after he already time. escaped yeah which is a very curt move <laughs> yes and then Kurt jumps on all the rocks that are falling down to to get safely down because he's a cool anime. Yeah, which causes like uh, a fucking uh, Sunday Stewart's like hair to tussle like from her ponytail, which yes. is like, very again. It's like like I love how he just gets to live in this Harlequin romance universe <laughs> that nobody else is privy to. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's definitely something where like, man, I wish this was by Alan Davis so I could see that hair. God, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm into it, though. I think this would have been a funny relationship to just happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, sadly, nothing can stick in comic books. Uh, and then the thing that, like, the obvious thing that, you know, we're actually here to see, which is Brian punching Brian. Yep. Finally, um, Brian on Brian action. You know, again... I don't know. This is such a dumb point. Like, 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 I guess like a lot of my complaints about this comic is that so much of these last two issues feel like retreads of earlier stories. Mm-hmm. Like, this is just the Nazi fight again, but like, yep. with different circumstances. Kitty grieving, uh, fucking, uh, just I don't know. It just the entire the Phoenix saga. Yeah, the entire Phoenix saga happening again. It just the every- entire demon <laughs> demon druid story just yeah. again. Yeah, it just feels like every single part of this is just happening, f- made of remnant parts of already existing comics that happen in Excalibur. So I just like, uh, it's like uh, it's just I, I, I don't know. Like I, I get that comic books don't have to like don't always go anywhere uh, with comics, but I feel like there's just better usages of your time, you know. You you can do more with the, the the issues you're given, but uh, Brian and uh, uh, Brian, uh, who I think actually is, his name is written as Bran in this, uh, mm. uh, get into a punch fight and realize, oh wait, we're the same guy <laughs> through the power <laughs> of punching. Yeah, one of you's marginally quicker, one of you's marginally stronger. Yeah, it's the only differences. Yes. The only differences between these two. Me- meanwhile, Rachel's busy breaking up the uh, the the actual thing that they've been that the uh, the people in this universe have been trying to stop for the entire you know run of the comic. Yeah, is killing all the monarchs, and she's like, "Yeah, I just I just faked the whole thing. I'm gonna <laughs> zap Iron Man's brain. Yeah, instead of killing him. Because <clears throat> I, do- I mean, I'm not judge jury. I'm not some kind of judge dread." Yeah, you know, not this time at least. I've learned <laughs> from my previous mistakes of wanting to kill people. I do kind of dig this fight though because the power sets are just so weird from each other. Oh yeah. These are just such different kinds of goobers fighting each other. 
and and you always and you always get the fun thing of like oh yeah let me do my uh alternate plan in case the shadow king gets me my iron man suit's gonna kill whoever does it yeah it's like oh no the shadow king didn't do it take me out after all i guess this plan this alternate plan is didn't work quite like i meant to yeah like he, he, it's a thing where it's like if in in the event that i get knocked out the iron man suit is like programmed to just go do it anyways and it's got like a pre-recorded little like thing of him explaining that which i think is fun um and it's like it's also the like well, if, and also because I'm unconscious and this is just the suit operated, you can't use your telepathy to make me do anything. I must, I must destroy the monarchy. Yep. Um, and, and so Rachel gets taken out after the suit, you know, switches over. Yeah. But not before she tells Excalibur to get the hell over there. Yeah, we get a what I'm gonna say a crappy scene that I think sucks. In comparison to things that previously happened in the comic book, mm. where Megan just gets laid out for really, in my opinion, no good fucking reason. Um, yep. Like, she was going to go toe-to-toe with the juggernaut. I don't fucking believe for an instant that uh, this automated uh, Iron Man had any fucking chance of doing anything to Megan. I mean, yeah, she's turned into Wolverine. Yeah. It's just, it's one of those things where, like... You know, it's a woman. That's what it made me like. I don't know. This there's something just something about this comic that just has like issues with women. It feels. Um, yeah, I think they just wanted to fight of the two Bryans beating up Iron Man. But it's like a, like it's like the it very end of it too. Like they yeah. don't even do anything. Yeah, they, they you don't get to see it, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, you just get rest assured the Bryans solve the problem. Um. And Rachel gets a bloody nose over it, and Megan gets laid out for reasons I don't believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think the reason why, like, it really sticks with me is specifically because, like, the fucking Iron Man's, like, line about it just feels very, like, writer-complaining dialogue. It's like, well, if you, I have no taste for fighting the fairer sex, but if you insist on full equality with men, I guess that means you'll simply have to take your lumps just like the rest of them. And it's like, it's this... <laughs> She could fucking kill you. Yes. I, I don't believe for a second that Megan could ever be beaten by Iron Man. That's my that's my official five by the sword power tier list. <laughs> Iron Man can't beat Megan. That's the only tier on it. No. Well, no. Like, the tier list is, like, Rachel could undo the universe. Uh, then Megan. Um, and then, like, Kitty and Nightcrawler sit underneath Megan in some degree. And then, like, Brian's at the bottom because he's just for doing bits. Um, he, he he could beat everyone up, but he's going to fall on a banana if there's one in, like, a mile radius of him. A hundred percent. And then, uh, well, he'll, like, beat them up and then he'll fall down. Uh, <laughs> but then, like, Iron Man, I don't believe for a fucking second, could ever take any of these goobers. Especially 1990s Iron Man. He doesn't even have his mullet yet. God, yeah, he hasn't been powered up yet. <laughs> he, he he hasn't started inventing technology that just defies nonsense. Um, but yeah, we get kind of a who gives a fuck ending to this issue. Like it's a, well, we didn't solve anything. I didn't even really get revenge. Uh, we won, I think. 
Mm-hmm. We didn't cause World War Three, uh, and they just sort of shrug it off. I don't know. It's just kind of a nothing ending. The only yeah, it, it it just goes. The only thing I was excited about was the very ending. It says next, Alan Davis returns. Yes, and that was the only part I was excited for about the ending. <laughs> yeah, they know everybody who's been waiting for Alan Davis to come back. Yeah, here comes the judge. Uh, whatever that means. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, uh, I'm, we need to end this episode at some point. It's been going on forever. but So let's just try and do the real quick. Um, fucking recurring bits. Uh, fashion Watch. Um, don't think anybody won Fashion Watch this week. I think everyone failed Fashion Watch collectively. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. Best, <laughs> most valuable player. Most valuable, most valuable Excalibur. Um, I don't know. I feel like nobody got anything interesting in these. Like, like this was supposed to be a Rachel thing, but it, it just didn't really work out. Yeah, like I, I don't want to downplay Rachel's trauma backstory stuff because it is really messed up. But at the same time, like, I don't know. It just feels like such. This just feels like such a wink ending. Like. Like, it, it has exactly the opposite problem that I was previously comparing uh, with, with Jean Grey stuff, where it's like, her death doesn't feel like it matters as much because, you know, she this isn't the normal one, so it doesn't give a shit. But at the same time, they're like, they don't solve this universe's problems either. Which is, like, the one thing you could do with a comic book. Like, we're in an alternate reality. Who gives a fuck? Like, why are you maintaining the sanctity of this timeline? Why would it just be like, I don't know, Rachel just evaporates the Shadow King into out of existence? Like, were you worried that we wouldn't be able to write more stories in this comic book uh, universe? Yeah, it's, it's just... It's just a mess. It's just like... Why- just- I don't know, this just felt like a waste of time. I think that's, like, ultimately my feeling. A waste of time. Could could have done, done anything else with this comic book. Could have taken it in any possible interesting way, and they just didn't with any of it. So, I don't know, I can't give it to anybody for any reason. I think that this, I think this whole issue, this whole episode was just kind of a wash. Sorry, uh, audience. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this, the, the, the final score, score of this issue... Issue is shrug emoji. It is it is the final score of shrug emoji. <laughs> nobody got anything. Nobody got wore anything cool, and uh, nobody did anything interesting. It, uh, and it wasn't even bad enough to be interesting. Yeah, we had one cool moment between Megan and Kurt, and I really wish that that could have become anything. But that it just nothing goes anywhere. Nothing. Not a single fucking thing goes anywhere. Um. And that's that's the rub, I guess. Yeah. Um, fuck it. All right, take us take us into the next week. What, what right. we listen next to? week? Twenty three and twenty four. The final Alan Davis issues for quite a while. Man, we're gonna have to really savor these because, man, I yeah. a a non Davis Excalibur is was hard. 
It was a hard read. I I felt like I bounced so hard off this. Like I needed so much help recanting what actually happened oh. in these issues. Also, we're gonna we're running out of Chris Claremont issues too. Oh no! <laughs> that's that that's the scariest thing about comic books to me is that like a comic book line can outlive its creators, so it just becomes insane nonsense. Ah, oh, man. Good thing no other uh, media has that issue. How Simpsons, by the way. Yeah, good thing no other media has ever had this issue. But of course, I always mean like comic books yeah, are just incredibly. Mean. Well, I'm saying for the audience, yes. they're, it's they're incredibly um, uh, like weak to this very particular problem. It's really, really consistent because of how how much the papers get shuffled in comic books. Uh, yeah, because you only usually get you know 12 issues a year and it's hard to even have someone stay for 12 whole issues much less more yeah it's so easy to see as the everybody swaps out yeah and you can really feel it like you can really feel the quality dip or change uh once somebody else switches it over and, but, and also, comics don't have a writer's room like TV does or, yeah. or movies do. So you don't have, like, a unified group that can swap out members. Which is insane to me. Like, you think of, you, you think of the, the, like, the industry and genre that kind of, like, you know, invented the concept of crossover events. You'd think they'd be way more coordinated than they are, but, like, that apparently that just isn't the case. Well, they they only invented it recently in the X books for the uh, Krakoa stuff. Yeah, if we're talking about right, like in the nineteen eighties, yeah. Yes, in the nineteen eighties, they had not. It took another thirty years for them to think. Hmm. Maybe we should have something here. Yeah, maybe we should think about this more than not at all. <laughs> but yeah, Christ, I think that's our episode, though. So yep. uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Hopefully, yep. we get a better. Same- Comic next week. Yep. Same X time, same X channel. Bye. Bye.